It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hi, everyone. What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> we are back. We are back. Oh, yeah. we are another week, another episode, another interview. So much to talk about. Guys, I mean... We have so many guests lined up for you. We're we're so excited and like That's wild. Yeah. Thank you again for all of our supporters and listeners. Honestly though, like I am so excited for what is to come. Like we have, like Jill said, so many interviews lined up. We just did an, another interview um, right before we started recording this. It was amazing. So honestly, like Bachelor Nation people are showing up and showing out for us, which is absolutely amazing. And we're so grateful to all of them. And of course, so grateful to our listeners. And, you know, tell a friend if they're a Bachelor, you know, Nation person, let them know to follow us on Spotify or us. Apple. Yeah. Share the wealth and also make sure I want to plug this too in the beginning. Um, make sure you're following our Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast because that's where we, you know, announce all of our interviews. We let our viewers or our listeners write in burning questions for them before we do the interviews. So definitely make sure you're following us for all of the updates each week. Don't want to miss it. Exactly. Premium content. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. So make sure you're following us. Uh, but I think we should hop into this episode. Um, and then after this recap, like we do every week, we're going to play a, another interview for you. And we are so excited that this week is our first, um, bachelor contestant from Matt James's season. So we have Alicia Holloway, um, on this episode. And she actually was one of the people that was voted off the first night, but she was, um, she actually had a, like a package in the first episode. Yeah. She and was shown a lot. She was shown a lot. She definitely was. And we talk about that in the interview. Um, she was the professional ballerina. So I thought she was going to stay on for a little while. Me too, girl. Me too. I think she did too. But we won't spoil all of the interview for you guys. So make sure um, you stay tuned for that at the end of our recap. Woo! <laughs> let's hop right in though to the episode to be honest it wasn't my favorite um but however I will say that these dates on this episode were some of my favorite dates mm. from the season I would have loved to have been on any of these dates they looked all fun to me Piper's date looked super fun the amusement park mm -hmm. Um, the bowling one, I was like, eh, I could maybe do without it. You know I'm a bowling fanatic. Right. Like, I mean, I love to bowl, even though I suck at it, but I was like, mm, not sure that would be, like, my first choice. I would have loved that, but that's just me. Katie's date 100%, though. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. I loved Katie's date so much. Ever, I would have been, like, I would have wanted to be the one that put the oil on and like started massaging him instead of Matt, but that's fine. <laughs> agree. Agree. I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So what were your just like overall thoughts of this episode? Um weird. And yeah. Really just really like clunky I don't know that's like the best way I can describe it because obviously like Heather shows up we see her quarantining which is totally unnecessary okay. I also thought we got rid of all of the mean girls but it still looks like we have one left and like just go away like you're irrelevant like you're annoying yeah. um yeah those are my like jumbled thoughts at the moment <laughs> No, 100%. I am obviously so glad that we started off the episode with him getting rid of MJ. But Serena C needs to go. Like, we obviously, it's so obvious that she doesn't have a connection with Matt. And she's just, like, trying to make sure that she's still getting screen time by having that whole argument with Katie. 
And it's just so unnecessary. It's like, let's actually get into these relationships because I feel like we have not fully seen any real relationship flourish yet because it's been so, you know, overcast by all this drama. Yeah, I'm just frustrated at this point because like so many of the girls that I really thought he was forming connections with in the beginning, like are so irrelevant at this point because we've wasted so much time focusing on the drama. So now I'm like, I thought I knew who he liked, but I really don't. And that's why every week there's always one girl that I'm surprised that he's sending home because we never got to see like any of these conversations or connections and really understand why they were being sent home. But we were just focusing on the petty drama. Like it's, I'm, I just want to know who he likes at this point. Definitely. And that's so true because I think in the beginning we were all like, okay, Abigail's a front runner, Bree's a front runner, Rachel. And to be honest, like we haven't seen anything from Abigail or Bree since the beginning. Yeah. And it's just really weird. And, and then, of course, um, who did I just say that I just lost my shirt? Oh, Rachel. She just Rachel. got the one on one. But I don't know. It just feels really weird. And like you said, like this drama is just overcasting everything. Um, and of course, we started off the episode with that. So we had a continuation of Jasenia and MJ having their, you know, little stupid little argument with each other. So uh, it was so dumb. And then, you know, obviously Matt came in and um, he talked to Jasenia first. What did you think? Um, Like, obviously I'm on her side. I'm on Jasenia's side. Obviously MJ is two-faced and like cannot stand her. So yeah, I really liked that she stood her ground, but I just like don't even see a connection with Jasenia and Matt. So I feel like both of them should have gone home. But then like fast forward to next week, we see that she gets a one-on-one date and I'm just so confused why she gets a one-on-one date. Like I just, I didn't think they had that big of a connection, but clearly there's something more there than we're privy to. Right. And I think I totally thought that he would send MJ and Jasenia home. And I was really glad that he sent MJ home first. And I was like, okay, now he's going to send Jasenia home. Obviously he didn't. But what I will say is I have a feeling that next week when he does have that one-on-one with her, I think there's a probably a good possibility that she gets sent home during that one-on-one mm-hmm. um so we'll have to wait and see for that but thank goodness we got rid of MJ and after the whole you know debacle Matt cancels the cocktail party and we go right to the rose ceremony yep yeah like I saw you wrote no surprise there I wasn't shocked either that the cocktail party was canceled but it's like these girls keep getting pissed that it gets canceled but it's like that's when it really shows their insecurity and like who really just doesn't have a connection with him because they get so insecure especially Serena C as we see like obviously you don't have that big of a connection or else you wouldn't be so worried if you were getting a rose or not you would be more confident in your relationship so yeah 100%. And I was also like very confused as to why Ryan was like freaking out. I'm like, girlfriend, you've had maybe two conversations with him. Like, I don't know why you think you have this strong connection with him, but like you're getting sent home. I think homegirl might have been on her period. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe like the stress was getting to her. Like, I don't know what was going on, but I was like, first of all, you're beautiful. You will be fine. And you've had not enough time with him, unfortunately. Like, I get it's unfair, but you came in late and his relationships with other people have, like, obviously developed more. So I just was, like, very thrown off as to why she was being so dramatic about it. I was like, why is she crying so much? Like, she's definitely just, like, on her period or something. <laughs> it was it was so weird that she was, like, crying. I would have understood it more if it was one of the girls that was there from the beginning, but I'm like, you just got here. Like, why are you so emotional? Something really must have struck a chord in her, clearly. Yeah, and he also gets rid of Brittany, who was one of the girls that came in um, late, and then 
Maggie. So those were the three that went home. Wasn't really surprised at all. Um, honestly, I think there are so many other like very obvious people that need to go at this point. Like I think Kit, Serena C, Jasenia, and then I, I kind of think Chelsea too. Like, yeah, I think it's kind of time for all of them to go. I would agree with that. I'm really surprised that Brittany went home over Serena C because although Brittany came late, I really thought he had way more of a connection with Brittany in the short time that she was there over Serena, who's been here for so long. And there's absolutely zero connection that we've seen. So that was something I was surprised by and like annoyed by, but yeah, it is what it is. No, definitely. It was a little weird, but then we fast forward to Serena C, you know, trying to stir up more drama in the house. And she has a little conversation with Katie that turns into a full-blown screaming match. I'm like, seriously, can you stop and could you leave? It was so ridiculous. Like, she had no, nothing to back herself up. Like, no argument there. And I just love Katie time and time again. Like, she's honestly the best, like... She's the only one who's making sense here. That's like, like, and not, she's not even like trying to involve herself in the drama. She's just trying to stand up for what's right. And that's what I love so much is that she doesn't take shit from anyone. She's sex positive. She's like, like not an advocate for bullying whatsoever. Like, I just, I love her. Like every episode, she's just fabulous. (laughs) I think she's a stand-up woman, and mm-hmm. I just think that she, you know, obviously, unfortunately, like, it had to almost get herself involved in this because she's like, enough is enough. This is so petty and had to bring it to mass attention, but I'm so glad she did. And obviously, the girls that know that they don't have a connection with him are just feeding off of this and trying to do anything to start a fight with her because they're like, oh, it'll get me more screen time. And that's obviously what Serena C is doing. And I'm just like, oh, please, can we move on from this? But yeah, I was dying when at the end, Katie goes, <laughs> she goes, thank you for your feedback. And it was goes, so good. Like, she's just spitting the facts. She was like, Katie flat out called Serena insecure, which is so obvious. Like, she's obviously insecure about her relationship because there is no relationship. Like, it's just, it's amazing. She's saying what everyone else is thinking. And that's what I love about her. Like, yeah, just great all around. Yeah. Yeah. So that fight happens. And then we get the surprise that we've all been, you know, obviously knowing is coming that Heather from Colton season shows up and like wants to be on the show. And I just really was like, this was so produced and so, you know, just like staged that it, I, I just couldn't. I was like, this is awful. Yeah, but the best part was her rolling up in a minivan. Like, who gave you a minivan? Okay, I saw on her Instagram that apparently it was the last car available at the rental place, but like, they couldn't have given you something else. Like, it was it was golden TV that she rolled up in a minivan, but like, it was it was so weird, mm-hmm. and I feel like I can't fully put a judgment on her because we didn't watch Colton season so I feel like I don't know her as well and I've heard she's like a gem and like really really sweet but from what I saw this episode it was just like they portrayed her in such a weird light yeah like I feel like I kind of got the vibe that she was like this like dumb blonde that was like oh, I'm so giddy and, like, I'm quirky. Yeah, she's, like, oh, like, balancing freaking pizza box on her head. And she's, like, oh, I'm repentant. Like, I'm going to let down my hair. And I'm, like, are, are you okay? Like, is some, what's going on here? Because maybe that's just the way they're portraying her. And like Jill said, we did not watch um, Colton's season. So, I don't know. She could be amazing. But I just thought it was, like, come on. Is this all we got? Like, this is all you have. ABC is to show us her being cuckoo and just like even when she rolled up in her excuse for like coming on the show she's like Hannah Brown told me that I would like get along with him I was like so it's not even like you know him or you have a connection with him like just because Hannah told you 
Right. I thought I was under the impression that maybe she had spoken to Matt before, like Hannah Brown set her up with Matt, maybe like over the phone or whatever that they had met before. But I guess they've never like met before in person because this all went down over quarantine, like during the quarantine crew and everything. So yeah, it was just, it was really strange. And I think Ashley, I mentioned this when we spoke to her, but like I would have been, I think I would have been fine and the girls might have been more okay if they, if she showed up on the first night, kind of like what Becca Tilly did on Ben Higgins season. Like it just would have been so much more respectful to all these other women and Matt could have really, now it's just like so late in the process. Like no one gives a shit anymore. It's like, okay. Yeah. I just, I mean, I think maybe he'll like entertain it for a second and then be done with it. But I think it's just like, them fishing for more content to be honest do you think she'll stay like do you think she'll get a rose at the rose ceremony or do you think matt will send her home like then and there i think she might get a rose and stick around for like one episode but that's it yeah yeah all righty well we'll see we will see so then we had our first one-on-one which finally piper got a one-on-one i absolutely love her I have loved her since day dot, and I think she's so cute, so fun. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, my God, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And their date was so cute. Their date was so freaking adorable. Like, I would have loved to have gone to, like, a mini carnival. No lines, no chaos, no COVID. Like, mm-hmm. who wouldn't want that? Like, that's just so amazing. I know. They got to do all the fun amusement rides and – you know, the little games and whatnot, which was cute. And yeah, they just seemed like they had such a good time and they could just be really themselves with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I was so glad to see her be able to open up to him during the evening portion of the night and like, you know, talk about her feelings and her past and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was so sad to hear about like how her, you know, growing up in her family, they didn't really communicate with one another about like, like communicate love to one another. Like they never said, I love you growing up, which is just like so crazy to me, like coming up at like in my household where like I'm used to saying that all all the time to my parents and vice versa. So it's just like, it like hurts my heart when she like says that. And yeah, I think I love that she was telling Matt that that's why like words of affirmation is like very important to her. And I'm glad that she's sort of like able to break the pattern and like be open with Matt about how she's feeling. And then she said she's falling for him. So stage one of bachelor falling in love, falling. I was, I was a little surprised to be honest that she like went there because I was like, Oh, this is like your first one-on-one date. But obviously, you know, if she was feeling it, she was feeling it. And I think, um, you know, that conversation may be very relatable for viewers watching about like families not communicating love to each other. Cause I think that's like a a lot more common for people than we would maybe assume, obviously coming from families that do communicate that. Uh, So yeah, I'm glad they had that conversation and she got the rose. So I'm excited to see where their relationship goes. Me too. I really hope she goes far. And if, you know, she doesn't get like super super far paradise (laughs) so yeah please like freaking love her so regardless she'll hopefully be on our tv screens again yes for sure so then we had uh the group date which we had mentioned before they went bowling i love bowling i i honestly like miss bowling so much we should go what are bowling alleys open like no it's kind of like the dirtiest place you can go during covid like everyone's sticking their fingers in those holes like god knows where people's fingers have been (laughs) but i'm sure everything was sanitized where they were and um yeah so they went bowling and they of course had to make it into a competition chris harrison shows up and He's like, okay, pink team versus blue team. And, um, you know, they obviously, like, tried their best. And what team won the pink team, right? 
Yes. And it was weird because there were like four, was it nine women on the group date? Yeah, because it was like four and five. Okay, so it was four and five. It just, their group felt a lot smaller. But um, I was listening to another podcast this morning and I was actually like thinking the same thing. The blue team, I feel like the blue team had more women on it that he liked and if the blue team had won and the pink team hadn't, I feel like he wouldn't have invited the pink team back because I just feel like like Rachel was on the blue team, Brie was on the blue team, Kit, Abigail, and I can't remember the fifth person. But yeah, I just feel like he liked a lot of the more people on the blue team. But I don't know. Regardless, they were all at the cocktail party in the end. So mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I felt like Chelsea was kind of getting like really pissed off that he invited the people, you know, the, um, the team back that lost. And I don't know, I felt like it wasn't really needed because she got her time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think at this point, like there's not as many people on the group date and I get it like you know four people to nine people is like a big difference in that world so I understand like oh she would have gotten way more time with there being four people than nine people but I don't know you know at this point it's just like all the women I feel like are just getting very insecure and just like nervous about where they stand with Matt and it might be even more so because there's been just so much more like petty drama this season, but mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah, definitely. And so at the end of the group date, Michelle got the rose, um, which I definitely think that they have a good connection. I am not certain if it's stronger than some of his other connections, but um, she obviously got the rose and um, they had a you know good little conversation. Yeah. Then we finally get our um, one-on-one date with Katie. Yeah. Again, I mean, like, love Katie. I'm just, I'm really surprised that these people who obviously we know as viewers have lesser connections with Matt are getting one-on-one dates before, like, Abigail, really just like Abigail. I just want her to get a one-on-one. And I'm really confused as to why she hasn't gotten one but I heard someone mention that like even Hannah Godwin who was on um Colton season got the first impression rose and she never got a one-on-one and she was top two so wow. I mean, I'm hoping she gets one next week but yeah I I really regardless I digress I really liked Katie's date so yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so glad that finally Tyler C showed up we knew he would come at some point in the season and he's just beautiful and not uh, point Yes. So, so good looking. And so um, he and Matt kind of had a little chat in the beginning and then they pulled a prank on him, which I thought was so fitting for their relationship. Yeah. Um, And I think Katie was like the perfect person because I do think throughout this whole process, Katie and Matt really did form a friendship. I don't, obviously, you know, she gets sent home at the end of the the date. And I don't think that there was ever really a real, a romantic connection there Um, but it was fun to watch them have fun and prank Tyler with the whole massage thing the best part was when Katie called the masseuse and the masseuse was like you will never guess who I'm massaging Tyler C like (laughs) like it was just it was so good like such a fun date and I agree with you like Katie was definitely the best person to have on that date it was just like I I loved it every second I was laughing so freaking hard so yeah it was it was really fun and I'm glad Tyler made an appearance um I think that she was probably a little surprised that she got sent home like I think that she was maybe feeling a little bit more romantic things for him than he was for her Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm glad that he didn't like drag it on any longer I agree yeah definitely yeah so then we had the cocktail party yeah and miss heather made her appearance oh yeah it, 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 her riding up in her minivan like why did they make her drive herself like so weird i, I was like watch her- wait what i thought that too i was like why is she driving herself like shouldn't they have sent a car 
yeah like she was definitely gonna crash the car she kept looking at the mansion she was like oh my god like look at it and I'm like you're about to crash the car like watch the road (laughs) she was something else and I was dying laughing when she walks in and she couldn't get the like revolving door to go (laughs) she was stuck I was like this is classic I feel like this is classic Heather and I don't even know her so yeah so good um and then the person that she interrupts is Piper. Yeah. And I felt so bad for Piper because, like, Matt just starts dying laughing. And, like, Piper is so legit confused and, like, mm-hmm. storms out of the room and is pissed off. And, I mean, I would be too. But at the same time, like, Piper got a rose at her one-on-one. So, I mean, I understand why she's pissed regardless. But, like you have a rose like if it was someone else who like never got any like time that week or didn't have a rose I would understand a little bit more but I don't know shit's gonna hit the fan next week it definitely is because like you said like obviously Piper had a rose in you know whatever she gets interrupted but I think what probably made her so mad was him just like uncontrollably laughing and it's like okay why are you laughing like is it is it funny to you that she's here? Like, do you know her? Do you have a relationship with her? I'm sure that there was like so many questions mm-hmm. going through Piper's head. And then that was really the end of the episode, you know, like we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, but I'm interested to see what he's going to say to Heather. Yeah, I'm very interested. And also seeing, you know, I feel like Matt, more than any other bachelor has really been put to the test and like he's had he's been tested so many times more than like any other bachelor like this is his first time on the show he had five new women heather showed up there's been so much drama he's had to deal with like like can he can they put him any more through the ringer i just I thought, you know, they would go a little bit easier on him because he's so new to the franchise, but no, they like made it so much more difficult for him. Yeah, no, definitely 100%. And there's like the added level that they're at a completely new mansion this year and is a pandemic. So like he definitely is going through it. Um, But I hope he's able to like handle this Heather situation pretty well and either like squash it um, and just like handle it with the girls, hopefully. So we have one little but juicy piece of Bachelor news this week, and that is that Peter and Kelly over the Super Bowl weekend were spotted together at a club in Tampa, and people say that they looked pretty cozy, and um, there's also rumors speculating that they maybe are trying to reconcile their relationship. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? (laughs) I saw the pictures, I saw the videos, and they looked very cozy together. Um, I don't know if it was like a situation where they both just were in Tampa for the game and met up, or if they like intentionally went together, but I'm not fully surprised, and I'm sure that there was lots of alcohol involved, so I don't (laughs) know if it was just like a, oh, we're both here, like we have history, let's like hang out, or if it's something more. But it's like, it just happened. I mean, it feels like it just happened, but it was like a little over a month ago now. Yeah. And things might've been going south for a while. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, Peter's all over the place. Peter's a mess. Like he's in New York city now and you should stay there for a little bit, but then like Kelly's going to move to New York city. So who knows what'll happen. Um, more to come from their relationship soon. (laughs) I definitely could see them getting back together. Like I would not be surprised if they did. Me either. I think who knows what's going to happen in their future, but it it could be a possibility where things just were, you know, they quarantined together and that's like really weird circumstances. So maybe they just needed to take a break, but why would they like post a public breakup then if they were just like, I don't know whatever it is what it is and we'll see what happens I don't really care at this point (laughs) yeah honestly so we'll keep track of it and update you guys as we find out more stuff all right guys so we actually have another piece of bachelor news for you that 
basically is kind of breaking from overnight that we wanted to hop on and make sure we included in this episode um, because there is a a lot of talk around it, a lot of opinions, um, and we just wanted to make sure we addressed it here and kept you guys up to date on what's going on in Bachelor Nation as things are changing literally every day. Um, But Jill, do you kind of want to explain like what happened? Oh gosh. Okay. So basically there's been a lot of news coming out about current contestant on Matt season, Rachel Kirkenell. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Yeah, I think so. Um, she went to school in the South and is also known or has been, I think she's like a registered Republican, not whatever. And um, there are photos that have surfaced of her in her sorority having like an antebellum themed party at a plantation, which is just absolutely like just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's important, like for people who don't know what an antebellum party is, to be honest, like I, this is the first time I've ever heard that this was a thing. I'm not really in on the whole Greek life and what, happens um but my understanding is that like you dress up as if you are back in like antebellum south era um when slavery was a thing and you dress up as like you know in the old victorian whatever type of you know dress and you go to this party and you i guess have a good time but you're at an actual plantation because she went to a school in the south and there's literal ropes hanging from trees where like black and brown people were lynched um so it's extremely culturally insensitive it's disgusting is what it is mm-hmm. and these parties happened and i believe they have been banned from greek life i think it was in 2016 these types of parties were actually banned yeah but well this photo was taken in 2018 Right. So I, I'm not 100% sure on the timeline of if these types of parties were actually banned, but I think that's something that Chris Harrison had said in the interview he did. And so this party happened in 2018. And this isn't the only allegation really against her. I mean, there was stuff that we've, I think, talked about on our podcast of like, um, there was like some TikTok video that went viral of a girl saying like, Hey, I went to school with Rachel and she used to make fun of me in high school for liking black guys. So different little things about her being racist and coming from a racist household, um, have surfaced in the past six weeks. Yeah. And I think there were also photos of her like standing in front of like a Confederate flag, just like a bunch of things have been coming up and are probably still, going to resurface so yeah it's just it's crazy but that's not even like probably the biggest part of the story right so the other day Chris Harrison was on extra and I guess Rachel Lindsay has been doing a lot of reporting and hosting for them Mm -hmm. um and I guess they I don't really know how long this actual interview was and because I feel like they talked about other stuff not just this but obviously this became a really big topic of conversation and Chris Harrison touched on the subject and clearly it was very ignorant about it and like wasn't really taking much in from what Rachel was saying and the one thing that really just stuck with me was that like he was trying to validate that it was okay for that to be happening happening in 2018 but like today it wouldn't be okay like that's sort of like the gist of what I got that he was saying and I was just like mind blown like what the hell like it's not okay ever Mm -hmm. to be having this type of party it's just like it's absolutely absurd so yeah and for those of you who don't know Rachel Lindsay was a former bachelorette on the show she was the first black female lead um and she has a podcast and like Jill said she does some hosting and reporting for extra tv um and yeah I just felt like Chris 
really was kind of dancing on this line of like, not trying to say anything mean toward Rachel, but like not trying to point fingers and really just saying, I think he said, I don't know, like 15 times throughout Mm -hmm. the interview, instead of just calling out what it was for what it is, like Mm -hmm. it was racist. And it's important that we name those things and just say, well, oh, I'm not sure if that would have been racist in 2018. Um, No, it would have been racist at any point because it is like that type of party isn't okay and it never was okay and so he was kind of saying like you know I think now in 2021 people are woke and I'm like first of all stop using that term like he said that so many times like the woke police and I'm like what are you saying? Like, it just sounds so bad. And maybe it's because he's like an older white guy. But I just think that word is so overused. And people don't fully understand like, what the term means, but they they use it to say like, Oh, I'm woke, like I'm a white person. And I'm woke. Okay, but what are you doing to like, stop racism or be anti racist, like nothing. And he would not call it out for what it was. And the thing that I think, you know, he just kept saying was, we need to give Rachel her chance to speak about this. And it, and Rachel Lindsay, the host, made a very good point and said there is nothing in her contract that says that she cannot speak out while the season is airing. So if your name is being dragged in the mud for the past six weeks, don't you think you'd come out and say something and say like, hey, I'm really sorry for my actions in the past. Like I understand now that they were wrong and apologize or try to defend yourself. Right. And she hasn't, she's been radio silent. Yeah. Makes it even worse in her case is that she hasn't owned up to anything she's done. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a ticking time bomb. Like she really just needs to come out, own what she did, apologize what she, for what she did. Um, come out and say like, I know it's so insensitive to be, what is the word like to be joining in on these types of parties that are just like absolutely absurd should not be happening just like say something to clear your name because otherwise she just looks guilt like she's so guilty like point blank and she hasn't come out and said anything and it's just like it's it's about time for sure like she definitely should have addressed this a while ago and the more she waits the worse it's going to get for her and I think it's important to note too that in the interview Rachel Lindsay had said to Chris why hasn't ABC come out and said anything like you guys as a franchise you're trying so hard to actually showcase these types of conversations in the episodes which we've talked about on the podcast um with Tasha's season and um Matt's season but you know ABC hasn't come out and said anything about this. And I think really what they're doing is like Chris kept saying in the interview on she'll have her time, she'll speak and I'll make sure to press her at the women tell all. And I'm like, dude, so what you're doing is you're probably telling her don't speak out until the women, women tell all. And then it'll be this big thing of like Rachel finally speaks out and they'll get a bunch of ratings. Right. And it's like, let's, let's give her grace let's give her grace blah 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 blah. there there was actually um brett vergara who's like a big tweeter or he like tweets a lot he now has his own podcast um he's just like known in the bachelor community he said something or like tweeted something that i thought was like really important he said this is example number 3487 that Chris Harrison really needs to learn the difference between cancel culture and accountability. And I thought that was like really important, like just be accountable and like, like have her be accountable for her actions. It's not like the whole world is trying to cancel her. It's like own up to your mistakes, own up to what you did, be accountable, take accountability for your actions. And then like, see what goes from there. Just like come out and say something. And I, I just thought that was something important to bring up yeah definitely and something else I want to mention is Chris Harrison did post on Instagram an apology um it was yesterday he posted it and I'll just read a little bit of it 
Um, he says to my Bachelor Nation family, I will always own a mistake when I make one. So I'm here to extend a sincere apology. I have this incredible platform to speak about love. And yesterday I took a stance on topics about which I should have been better informed. While I do not speak for Rachel Kirkenau, my intentions were simply to ask for grace and offering her an opportunity to speak on her own behalf. What I now realize I have done is cause harm by wrongly speaking in a manner that perpetuates racism. And for that, I am deeply sorry. And he goes on to apologize to Rachel Lindsay, um, who hosted it and, you know, says that he promises to do better at the end of the statement. So I do think it's important that we put that out there, that he has released a statement um, because he is getting so much backlash, rightfully so. Um, Rachel Lindsay hasn't come out on her Instagram and said anything about the interview. Um, but I do think she did a very good job during the interview in pressing him and kind of calling him out during some of the things that he said. Um, and, you know, there's hasn't really been anything from Matt aside from I think he did speak about these allegations yeah. before um, briefly in an interview. And it was very much just like, you know, what she did was wrong. And like, I hope that she can speak about it when the time is right sort of thing. Um, and again, still nothing from Rachel herself. So yeah. it's gonna be very interesting to see how this unfolds. So there's been a lot of Bachelor Nation people that actually have come out and taken a really strong stance about this. Um, and one being in particular is Katie Mor Morton, um, who we actually spoke to on the podcast not that long ago. Um, and basically, I'm going to pull it up just so I don't miss read her words but she said I know many of you are following me from Bachelor Nation and I love you I love and adore you all but I will no longer be watching I know it's time to truly let go of this show I love my friends I've made from it but I don't feel like watching it anymore I found I wanted to support Matt and be a good co-host to a few podcasts but I have no pods left and no desire to support the show right now and probably won't know about any other current events so yeah, that's that's one thing that mm -hmm. I know Taylor Nolan did a live um like a live Instagram with the the host of this other podcast podcast. Sorry, I can't talk today. <laughs> um called the Black Blacklorettes um and she the host of that podcast actually came out and made a little um video just like talking about it and just I think it's very important that everyone go and listen to that. It's on their Instagram. Um, we will repost it on our feed to go and watch it on our story. Um, I think everyone should really go and check that out because it's really informational um, and really important to watch. All right, guys. So that's basically it in a nutshell. I know that was a lot of information. Um, there is a ton of people speaking out about this. So if you want to find out more, you know, just go to your social media pages. People are talking about it on all different platforms and you can form your own opinion about it, but we will make sure to keep you guys updated as this unfolds. And hopefully we'll have some more updates on our episode next week. Um, but yeah, we're going to play for you now our interview with Alicia Holloway. We had such a great time talking to her and we're so glad that we were able to have our first contestant from Matt James's season. So we hope you guys enjoy. We are so happy to have another special guest this week. She was on this current season, Matt James's season of The Bachelor. Please welcome to The Bachelor Degree, Alicia Holloway. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> so exciting. We have so many questions. Like, I can't believe we're, we're so grateful to have someone from Matt's season on. Um, and I feel like we just got to jump in with Absolutely. your experience, um, kind of telling us what, you know, night one was like being on The Bachelor and, and what that experience was like. Yeah, for sure. Um. You know, it was crazy. Um, we, you know, you have all these expectations of what night one is going to be like. And I feel like especially because we had to quarantine beforehand, um, you know, that definitely heightened my anticipation. And, you know, I had to sit there um, with no phone or no contact with, the, with anybody and really, you know, envision what night one was going to be like. Um, but honestly, I was just blown away with um, 
my experience, you know, I wasn't on the show very long, obviously, but night one was truly magical. And I think personally, it made it way more magical for me because I grew up 30 minutes from Nemecolon and I like grew up going in Nemecolon. Um, <laughs> yeah, which cool. is like crazy. Like I had a friend get married there like three or four years ago. Um, and it's just so crazy. And it's funny because I actually was like, that's where I'm getting married, like a hundred percent. And so whenever I found out that the bachelor was going to be filmed at Nemecolon, I was like, this is a sign from God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Like I have to go. So it was definitely magical for me. That's really cool. <laughs> I want to go there now, like book a vacation. Oh, it's amazing. No, it's literally amazing. It's incredible. And it's yeah. in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. And so it's kind of random, but it is honestly stunning. It's so beautiful. You definitely should. That's <laughs> yes, for sure. So who were the girls in your limo? Yes, the girls in my limo were Abigail, who got the first impression rose, um, Marilyn, um, and Maggie. And all three of them are just gems. They're all so sweet, so nice, so supportive. We were all you know, just vibing in the limo. Like we were like, oh my God, like, and I think we were all really nervous and not just us four, but you know, all the girls on the season were um, extremely nervous because we didn't know what to think. I specific, like I personally didn't know um, if the girls would be catty, if they'd be mean, if they didn't like me. And I got in with the three sweetest souls, you know, I could have asked for. So it was incredible. That definitely sounds like a, a good for you know limo to be a hundred percent yeah limo. for sure oh my gosh yeah for sure. in in terms of like the process beforehand so how long was quarantine and like what was that like um you know it was um it was a while um and you know we weren't allowed to talk to anybody or meet anybody yet. Um, but again, I just think that that anticipation, um, you know, was building. And so um, because we weren't allowed to meet anybody beforehand, it just, again, made night one even more um, exhilarating and magical. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I couldn't imagine, you know, being there and being so anxious already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And in terms of, we always hear from like Bachelor Nation people about like night one and how long of a night it is. Like when was the rose ceremony? Was it like the crack of dawn? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was so long it was crazy but honestly the night flies by and that sounds kind of corny but it's so true like you literally get there and next thing you know Chris Harrison's like hey guys it's the rose ceremony and it's like wait what <laughs> yeah. but um yeah I didn't get out till I mean as you could see on the show I left in the daylight so mm -hmm. it was like almost like it was like not eight or nine in the morning yeah it was crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so who did you initially hit it off with in the house? Um, I would say, um, I mean, the girls in my limo for sure. Um, I definitely hit it off with Chelsea. Um, she is just such a sweet girl and, you know, she has such like a cool like vibe about her and she's so stylish and she also lives in New York. Um, so I hit it off with her, um, Maggie for sure. Um, Rachel also was so sweet. We talked for a while, um, as well as Carolyn. She was also, um, a lady that left night one, um, Sonny, um, really everybody I talked to, I really hit it off with. Like, I really, really liked everybody. I just didn't talk to Brie or, um, who was it? It was Brie and Serena C. Um, but I mean, we just didn't get the chance to really like talk or connect or anything, but I could tell that they're such sweethearts, you know, yeah, um, yeah. even though we get, didn't get the chance to talk. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And now that like filming is obviously over um, for the whole show, do you keep in touch with any of these girls? Have you, you know, got to know them a little bit more outside of the show? Have like a group chat with any of them? Kind of what's that dynamic right now? Yeah, you know, I think that um, once the show is over, we'll be able to all um, connect because there is a large group of us in New York. So I think um, whenever we, um, you know, we have everybody, the whole world sees the show. And once that's all over, I definitely think we'll um, be hanging out and, you know, chilling, getting drinks, getting coffee and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for that and looking forward to that. Yeah, now thinking about it, there are so many girls from New York City. I didn't even so many. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 wild. I was like, wait, this is so cool. Like I have new friends, which is awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what were your initial thoughts on Victoria? <laughs> Honestly, that's another girl I hit it off with. 
Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone's like, what? But yeah, no. Victoria, the first thing she said to me, she was already, sorry, my nose is like, I have such bad allergies. <laughs> no, <you're laughs> so embarrassing. Um, no, but honestly, Victoria, she, the first thing she said to me was, um, she was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're a ballerina. I can't believe that. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh my God, you're my Virgo queen. Or when's your birthday? And I was like, August 31st. And she was like, oh my God, you're a Virgo. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you're my Virgo queen. And then she went to the interview and then she came out and like tapped me on the shoulder with her little sector. And I was like, what's up, girlfriend? And she was like, I just wanted to let you know that I just went into interview and I told you, I told them how you were one of my favorites in the house. And I was like, thank you. But I thought she was super sweet, super nice to me. So I have nothing bad to say about her. That's really funny though. You know, good good to hear a little something good about Victoria since the show has made her look not so good. Yeah. She's definitely, she has a big personality, but I also think that deep down she, not even deep down, she just has a really good, um, good big personality, but a good heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in terms of like a favorite memory from the experience, you know, Mm -hmm. just in general, do you have one favorite memory? Um, I do not, honestly, I think the whole experience, um, in itself, you know, there are so many things that I enjoyed so many people that I enjoyed meeting, um, you know, meeting Matt and everything. I think that overall, it was just like one big, amazing experience. I don't think I have anything um, specific now. Yeah. So what has it been like watching the show now? Like, what are your thoughts? And do you have any favorites? Um, Yes. So first of all, the first night, I was so nervous. I was like, (laughs) I don't know if I'm even going to be shown. I don't know if like, I don't know what's going to happen. And luckily I did get a lot of screen time, which I was really, you know, happy about. Um, But it's so funny because, you know, I know these girls and, um, you know, consider a lot of them my friends. And, um, oh, Kristen is another girl that I got really close to. I must say Kristen and I are close. Um, But it's crazy because I know them um, and I kind of know the ins and outs and what it's like behind the scene and what it's like to be in their position. Um, Obviously, they were there a lot longer than me. Um, But, you know, I think that um, I definitely have some favorites. You know, I love Abigail. I love Maggie. I love I I really love everybody. And I know that's really general, but um, I think everybody, um, you know, is a good person for sure. And whenever I left, I left knowing that, you know, Matt was left with 20, whatever, amazing, um, successful, hardworking, beautiful women. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. That's, that's good to know. And I, I'm sure it had to be like a unique experience seeing yourself on TV. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, but it was really cool. And I'm really happy that, um, you know, I had such amazing and supportive friends and family for real. So that was awesome as well. Yeah, that's wonderful. And we definitely need to talk about, obviously, in um, the first episode, you had an intro package and, you know, they were showing um, a little bit of your background. So you're a professional ballerina. Can you tell us like how you got into that and kind of your journey being a ballerina? Yeah, for sure. So um, I was technically born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but um, I was adopted the day that I was born. um, And I was adopted through a psychic, which is like another crazy story. Um, But yeah, so I um, was adopted by my two amazing, incredible parents. And I look just like them, um, which is also kind of funny. But um, I grew up in Morgantown, West Virginia, where I started dancing when I was like three years old. And I fell in love with it. Um, but it's funny because I actually hated ballet when I was a kid. I was like, oh, my God, this is so boring. I can't wait to do jazz, acro, like all that. So yeah. I wasn't a fan of ballet until I was about like 10 or 11. And I saw Pittsburgh Ballet Theater perform the Nutcracker. Um, and it was like an instant. I fell in love. And I was like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. I really started focusing in on um, ballet a lot more. And uh, basically, if you want to be a professional ballerina and you grow up in a ta- in a small town like I did in Morgantown, Um, you kind of have to move away from home to go to basically a ballet boarding school if you want to make it as a professional dancer. Mm -hmm. So I was accepted with full scholarship to the University of North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually moved there when I was 13 years old by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of like college four years early. So I moved there um, and I also took classes at Wake Forest as a freshman, which is kind of wild, like ballet classes. And that's where Matt went to um, went to college, Wake Forest. 
first, um, which is kind of funny. But um, I trained there for a year and then I got accepted into the School of American Ballet, um, which is literally right up the street for me. And um, it is uh, an amazing school at Lincoln Center um, in the city. And I trained there for four years. And then I got my job dancing as a professional uh, ballerina at the Dance Theater of Harlem when I was 18 years old. Um, So I've been there for the past six years. And I also danced um, at the Suzanne Suzanne Farrell Ballet Company in Washington, D.C. for a season. So I was 18 as well, or 19, yeah. Um, But I've been with my company currently for the past six years. My goodness. Uh, That is absolutely amazing. The dedication and the the grind. Wow, you're very proud of yourself. That's incredible. Thank yeah, you so much. I recently watched um, the ballet documentary on Disney, like Disney Plus called On Point. And yeah, that, that's my school. That's where I trained. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, yeah. So cool. And that's where I, um, right now I'm actually um, the chair, chairwoman of the diversity program at that school, at the School of American Ballet. So, yeah no it's really ballet world is definitely cutthroat um I mean all dances but specifically ballet for sure and you know I had to sacrifice a lot growing up you know even even in high school like relationships and stuff I didn't have a quote-unquote normal life you know um I lived away from home I had to you know put blood sweat and tears in to ballet 24 seven. And that was, um, you know, I didn't really get the opportunity to really date in high school. And, you know, even as a professional, it's hard because especially with my company, we go on tour about four months of the year. So it's kind of hard to, you know, have like a, a substantial relationship whenever you're traveling and having this like nomadic life, it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. It's my life. <laughs> yeah, it's all really awesome. Yeah. That's an incredible experience. Yes. Yeah. So we were obviously a little bit privy to Matt's dancing chops at the end of one of those episodes. So what would you rate his dance skills on a scale of one to 10? We were dying when he had negative 10, a <laughs> negative 10. I, that was awful. Whoever let that happen is just, I was like, oh my God. I literally posted a story of my reaction and was like, this is not okay. And poor Maggie was just like, okay, okay. Yeah, like, Maggie was like, okay. okay. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, I was like, oh my God, he, I don't know. I, I guess um, he needs to try something other than TikTok dances. That's for sure. He got to find, he's got to find his groove. I agree. <laughs> we were cracking up. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I was dying. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> So bad. <laughs> so funny. funny. Oh my God. Right. Oh, uh, so in terms of, you know, obviously since you've been off the show on, um, yeah. you know, what have you been up to obviously with your dance company? Like I'm sure COVID has impacted you guys quite a bit. Like what does that look like? For sure. Um, so basically ever since I've been off the show, I had some time, um, a lot of time allotted to just kind of do my own thing, which I never really get. Um, Cause I did take a leave of absence for work um, to do the show. Um, obviously my journey was cut short, but it actually was nice because I had the time to really go, um, you know, I got to travel back to West Virginia. I got to teach a lot in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, kind of the Farmington area, like where Nemecolon is a little bit, um, like 20 minutes away from there. So I was teaching there and my best friend, I forgot to say, my best friend works at Nemecolon, which is like, so yeah. So she was there whenever I was there, which was like so wild, but, um, but yeah, so, um, you know, I've done a lot of teaching, um, I have worked on a couple projects. I shot my first music video back in December. Um, and then I just shot my second music video on Martin Luther King Jr. Day um, that is coming out on Valentine's Day. So I'm extremely excited about that. Um, but I am back at work. Um, it's been so nice. You know, we're um, kind of back in the studio halfway, you know, a little here and there. Um, but just, you know, being back at the studio really makes me feel like I'm at home. You know, it's been almost a year, which is crazy to think, like, since, you know, the country shut down, the world shut down, really. So um, it's it's so refreshing and nice to get back to doing what I love. Yeah, definitely. I saw um, Dance Theater Harlem on the Ellen show. Were you yes! in that performance? I was not in that performance. Unfortunately, whenever that got choreographed, um, that was back in the summer. Um, and I had COVID. Oh. So that sucked. <laughs> but, um, you know, two of my coworkers, Allie and Derek, choreographed it. Um, and it was incredible. And honestly, 
Like I wasn't even like, I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a jealous person. I get very jealous, but like, I didn't feel an ounce of jealousy at all. I was just like, wow, my coworkers, you know, because they're only about 20 of us, give or take. Um, and we've all kind of, it's kind of been the same people for the past, like four or five years. So we really are a family, you know, when you spend that much time dedicating yourself, you know, to an art form and, you know, we ch- you travel as much as we do, we really are like a family. So I was like, oh my God, it's like my brothers and sisters are, you know, killing it on Ellen. And that's just like incredible. And I was so happy for them. And it was lovely to watch. Yeah, it was, so, it was such a cool performance, like seeing them yeah. dancing free and like parts I know. of New York City. I know. I was like, y'all better work. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you were asked to go on paradise, would you consider going? You know, I'm the type of person that I don't like to, um, I don't like to think about things until they happen. So I honestly, I feel like that's been like the question that I've been getting a lot. Um, but until somebody, you know, contacts me from the franchise and is like, Hey, do you want to go on paradise? You know, I haven't really given it much thought and I think everything happens for a reason. So if I'm meant to go, I'm meant to go. If I'm not, I'm not. So we'll see. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, um, we asked our listeners, uh, to write in any burning questions for you. And we actually got a ton of questions. So we, we narrowed it down a little bit uh, to a a few of them, but one person wrote in, you know, going into the show, did you think you were going to make it past night one? Like what was there a level of disappointment? Kind of, how did you feel about that? That's a great question. Um, I, Definitely thought I would make it past night one, not like in the least conceited way possible. I think every girl or guy on The Bachelorette, everyone thinks they're going to make it past night one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, when he gave the final words to Victoria, I was like, oh, wow, that's like, I, I was just like, wait, what? Like, it didn't feel real. And also, you know, saying goodbye and leaving that happens all so fast that I didn't really have a chance to process it. Um but even though I was disappointed, I also was like, you know what, I think God has a plan and everything happens for a reason. So I truly think that, you know, um, my journey went the exact way it was supposed to go. And, you know, it happened for a reason. And I'm extremely happy. Um, it happened the way it did. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I was disappointed, but um, I'm happy the way it worked out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was I was so shocked, honestly, when you were sent home. I think we both were. We were like, oh, my gosh, she got so much screen time. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense how she was sent home. That's what, everybody was like, wait, what? And I really didn't tell my I only told like my tight circle, like what happened, like not even like some family members, like. I like kept it real low key. I didn't tell anybody. Everyone was so hype. And like, I didn't check my phone the majority of the show. And like, as soon as the show was over, I was like scrolling for hours. I was like, oh my God. And then all the like the memes the next day, I was like, wait, this is real life. What? (laughs) It was crazy. But yeah. (laughs) My gosh. So another question we got was, and I know you touched on the girls earlier, but right away, who was the most annoying girl? (laughs) I mean, I know everyone expects me to say Victoria, but like, honestly, (laughs) no one was annoying to me. I really was just kind of in my own zone, even though, you know, I was like talking to the girls, like we were chatting, um, getting to know each other. We were like, I was just kind of in my own world and I was just like, not really paying anybody too much mind, if that makes sense. So nobody was really annoying. Um, Everybody was annoying, though, towards the end of the night, including myself talking about how badly our feet hurt because it was so long. So we were all, I will say we were all annoying towards the end of the night because our oh feet were God. in burning pain. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, it's that crazy. not sound enjoyable. No. <laughs> oh, goodness. So another question we got from one of our listeners is, do you wish you could have had one dance with Matt? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think so. Maybe he would have kept me longer. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I'm sure that, um, you know, Maggie got her dance with Matt and we saw how that worked out. So you're like, maybe maybe I don't want that. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm actually happy I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then the last question we have for you is any tips for a former ballerina looking to get back into dancing? 
Oh, these questions are fierce. Like, this is awesome. Um, yeah, people good. are writing in. That's so cool. Um, any questions for a former ballerina? Um, or any tips? I think for sure, if you love something, and this doesn't just pertain to ballet, if you love something, you should find a way to get back into it. Um, you know, I personally love jazz and tap and hip hop. And sometimes, you know, in a not COVID world, um, I would go to Steps on Broadway or Broadway Dance Center, two of the, like the major studios um, in the city. And I would take open hip hop classes. I would take open jazz or tap classes. Um, and so I really think if you're somebody who's dedicated and who really is in love, excuse me, with the art form, then you should definitely, um, you know, contact your local studio or go and see what your community offers. Um, and even now, you know, online, like there are a bunch of virtual classes I would definitely recommend, um, you know, looking up, uh, you know, on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, TikTok even, you know, to see if there are anybody, um, there's anybody that can, uh, you know, cater to your ballet needs. <laughs> yeah, that's some great advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonderful. So before we let you go, um, tell our listeners where they can find you, follow you on social, all of that good stuff. Yes. So all of y'all can find me um, on Instagram at, at Alicia Holloway underscore. Um, Twitter, I think is Lish Holloway underscore something like that. Um, <laughs> TikTok is Alicia Holloway. Um, and I also have a website, Alicia May Holloway Ballet.com. Um, where you can actually book uh, private lessons or group lessons or anything like that. So um, be sure to check all those out. And um, I'm trying to think, did I forget anything? Oh, Facebook, Alicia May Holloway. Um, May with an E. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Nowhere to find her. Yeah. <laughs> find awesome. me somewhere. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. We awesome. are so, so happy that you were able to come on. And Yes. No, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys reaching out. And um, this is awesome. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest, uh, well, the start of your weekend. So thank you, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. This means a lot. This is awesome. This is so much fun. Oh, God, I'm glad. <laughs> awesome. Well, All thank right. you so much. And good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully I'll be talking to you guys soon. So thank yes, you. Yeah, so that would be wonderful. In the city. Well, awesome. Yes, if you're ever in the city, you know, we'll get drinks or something. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you, ladies. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that interview. We loved hearing some more behind the scenes details about Matt's season. And we were so happy to have her as our first guest from his season. And hopefully we'll have more to come in the future. So stay tuned for that. We would love it if you guys would follow us on Spotify and, of course, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you are a listener on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. And as always, follow us on our Instagram at The Bachelor Degree Podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. So much to come. So much to come. We're so excited. And we'll be with you guys weekly to recap Matt's season of The Bachelor and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. And as always, we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.